0: You will find yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day on today's episode. We are going to talk about a potential Mavs-Bulls bleacher report trade that has been put out there. We're also going to be grading the job that Alice Caruso has done this season. And if Jerry Reinsdorf didn't luck into Michael Jordan, what would he be as an owner in sports? All that and more in today's episode of Locked On Bulls. to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, I am Pat the Designer. And on today's episode, the main thing that we're going to be looking in at is Bleacher Report has put together a proposed trade for the Chicago Bulls to move back up into the top 10 in the draft now this all is based on where things fall in the lottery right do the Bulls keep their pick or not and this is all based around the fact that or or the the assumption that the Bulls are looking to move on from some very key pieces but they have the Chicago Bulls moving on from Alex Caruso trading him to the Dallas Mavericks for Reggie Bullock and a 2023 first round pick. Basically being in the mindset that, listen, the Mavs have to go all in here. You have to be able to make a uh, the right decision on what you need to do with Kyrie. At this point, you've traded so much for him. You want to keep him in the organization. You want to pair him up with Luka Doncic. This is the best opportunity you're going to have to have two superstars playing together. So with that in mind, right now, okay, I have to add some defense to this team. Because while this team can score with the best of them, they could not defend to save their lives. So it's kind of a desperation trade, right? Listen, I I have the first round pick, but am I going to go out and draft a rookie that's going to be the replacement for anybody on this team? I don't think you are at this point, unless this ends up being a top five pick, maybe. To me, you're more in a situation where you have a two stars on your team. You need to figure out how to make that work. Now, for me, when I'm looking at the Dav- Dallas Mavericks, y'all know that I believe it's a coaching issue more than a player issue, but that's neither here nor there. How does this affect the Chicago Bulls? To me, when I look at AC, um, is he a key piece to what the Bulls need to do? Yes, I, I do think he is. I think that he is a a defensive a uh, uh, um, stopper that absolutely helps your team, and even if you go in this offensive route, you're going to need that guy. I also think that AC was played out of position a ton in his time here in Chicago, and we'll get into kind of grading him and what he was here. But I think that he's a very key piece to what the Bulls want to do if they're going to keep going in this direction. Again, I've told you guys, I'm big on rebuilding this team more so adding pieces to it than just blowing everything up. And I think that's the route that AK wants to take. I don't think that this trade is out of the realm of possibility, right? I think maybe it's a little much, for the Chicago Bulls in this situation, or I'm sorry, for the Dallas Mavericks in this situation, right? Giving up a top 10 pick for Alex Caruso while he is a defensive specialist. And while down there, he probably would be guarding more people that are his size, right? In that shooting guard position. So he'd able to be able to do a little bit more in that sense. I think that a first round pick to me, a top 10 pick is a little bit much, but again, it's the all in, right? My co-host over on the windy city breeze always says uh, Pete kid, shout out the kid. He's been on the show before always says the same thing. When you're in a winning situation, F them picks. I think this is kind of a F them pick situation for the Dallas Mavericks. Because to me, I think that you have your guys that are in place. So now you want to try and go all in and add to that. But is a first round pick for Alex Caruso a little bit much. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments below, man. We'll be down there talking with you guys as well. At the end of the day, here's the thing. Um, When I look at this trade, I think that it is more in favor of for the Chicago Bulls. I think it puts you in a little bit better of a position uh, to go out there and add to this team. But I don't think that this team is looking for more rookies to make plays either. If you feel like you're going to blow this entire thing up, I think this is a great trade to be looking at. If you feel like you're going to uh, move on from certain players, I think this is a great trade to be looking at, right? But I think that also, If you feel like you're going to keep down this path where it is Zach Levine, maybe DeMar DeRozan's not there. Maybe you're moving on from Vooch trying to add different things in free agency. But at a minimum, you feel good about Zach Levine. You're giving P. Will more of a role. Kobe White is taking a step, right? That's not a team that's still coming in trying to lose, right? You still got Billy Donovan as your head coach. I think that all those things play in. And in that sense, you're still going to need that veteran leadership in the room, that guy that's going to be able to come out and and, and be the, the focal point of the defense. I think maybe if we play him at power forward a little bit less, He'll be a little bit more effective. But to me, right, like, I think you need an AC on the team. So you do have to, while top 10 pick is the easy thing to say, that's the easy thing to say if you're blowing this up. And that's the scenario that they have put out here, right? Like, would I love to have a top 10 pick in the draft and we're going to add a guy? Sure, right? Let's go let's go add a guy. Who we adding? We're we're talking about three names, realistically, at the top of this draft. And then after that, right, it's a bunch of guys where we're like, all right, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. I don't know about this. I, I kind of like this. I don't know. But you know what I mean? And and not to say people won't come out and be effective in this draft. We always we know how the draft goes, right? Like you look at most of these drafts every year. And there's some bad ones out there. I will say that there's some bad drafts out there. But we look at most of these drafts every year, right? And at the end of it, we're just like, man, this is a terrible draft. And, and by the time the draft you actually see some of these players start to develop, you look at it and you're like, wow, these guys are actually pretty good players here. Like, I I can't even... Uh, I think this was a better draft than many people anticipated. But I think that that's not where the Chicago Bulls are heading. I don't think we're heading towards a full rebuild. I don't think we're heading towards a uh, a reset of the organization. I told you guys this about AK uh, early on, right? And, and just his mindset with how th- he did things with the Denver Nuggets. He's not planning on losing. He's not planning on packing it in. He will be a 40-win team every year until he finds that guy at late in the first round or early in the second round and that ends up becoming a superstar player. I still think they believe they have that with P Will. I think they're just to the point where they're like, all right, you got to make some decisions so that we can make some money decisions, some financial decisions, so that you can start getting getting uh uh um so that we know that you're gonna be a part of our future, I should say. Um I, I just I, I don't see AK going down a path where all of a sudden he's giving up, right? I It's not what Denver's done. Denver hasn't had a sub 30 win season since 2003. I believe I said on that, you know what I mean? Like they're not a team that pass it in. And I, I'll tell you this, expect the Chicago bulls to be that for the foreseeable future. And here's the one thing that we do know, AK is not getting fired. Now will AK maybe move on from Billy Donovan. Possibly at some point, right? It's not going to happen this coming season, but AK's not getting fired. We know this. <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, um, no, Jerry Reinsdorf still has a job or, or is still employing everybody over at the White Sox. Garpax and John, it, 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 Garpax was here for what, 15 years? They're not moving on from this front office. They're not. They're used to seeing them. We are going to be a 30 to 40 win team. Some seasons, we're going to have 45 wins. Some seasons, we're going to excel, right? Like, that's what this is going to be until we find the right combination. I don't know if I hate that, right? Like, I remember those Denver Nuggets teams that were always competitive that you didn't expect to to be uh, NBA champions, right? Like, listen, it is a building process. It is a process for you to get to that point. And here's the thing about Denver. They got their superstar now, two-time MVP, still hasn't won it, right? So basketball's hard. You got to find the perfect combination. You got to find the right things. I hope that AK can be the guy to find that. I don't think that this is a trade that he'll end up taking in the long run. I think that at the end of the day, this is going to be a trade um, that if we were going to blow it all up, would be a, a viable trade that I would look at. I don't see the Chicago Bulls blowing it all up. I think they're just going to hold out and and accept the fact that they're not going to have a first round pick this year if it doesn't fa- if the ping pong balls don't fall their way. I think heading into next season, you'll probably see more of an opportunity for them to have uh things fall their way. So, uh let me know how you guys feel in the comments below. Um, I'll be down there talking with you as well. Uh, We're going to keep it moving right along here as we're going to get into grading players this offseason. Going to give AC a grade on what we think he did this offseason. But first, we got to tell you guys about the Nissan's most electrifying player of the week. Listen, here's my thing. When you're talking about electrifying, Dylan Brooks, you asked for 40. He gave you 40. Last night's Laker game, I was glued to my seat. I was enthralled. I was enjoying every bit of it I saw because the King showed back up. I know this is a Chicago Bulls podcast, but I just love to see people run their mouth and get shut up by the other side. LeBron James not only shut up
1: the Memphis Grizzlies, but he showed electrifying electrifying performance,
0: brilliantly fierce, elegant, stunningly powerful, just like the Nissan Aria. Here's the thing, the 2023 Nissan Aria packs pinned to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. You can shop for it now at NissanUSA.com. Also, got to let you guys know that this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Here's the thing. Um, When you're getting to know yourself, it can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, we're always changing. Therapy is sometimes the way to go. It's all about uh, deepening your self-awareness, understanding, uh, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk. Uh, here's the thing. I've been somebody who's been a big proponent of therapy. I have benefited from therapy and here's the sometimes it is hard to just go out there and and open yourself up to the world right and here's the thing if you're thinking about starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge discover your potential with BetterHelp visit betterhelp.com forward slash locked on NBA to get 10% off on your first month that's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash locked on NBA. Now let's get back to the show. So we talked about the trade with Alex Caruso starting things off, and to me, AC is is a player that. We're looking at him in the lens of what have you done for me lately in the sense that the Chicago Bulls, I think we all can agree, have played him in a role that he was not meant to be played. Um, We look at him defensively and we're like, man, he was getting cooked out there, right? Well, when he's guarding twos, ones, and maybe some threes, he's not getting cooked on a consistent basis. He's not somebody uh, who, who is getting pushed out of the way. He's actually somebody who's a really, really elite defender, top of the NBA type of defender, a guy who's able to play the passing lanes and get the ball into the hands of the right guys. We were looking at AC to be a point guard. Why were we looking at AC to be a point guard? Right, I think that that's the question that we really need to ask ourselves when we're talking about what happened with the Chicago Bulls this season. When I look at AC, right, am I am I gonna give him an A-plus for the season? No, I'm not, right? Like grading AC to me, it, I look at him in what actually happened versus what I wanted him to be here for, what we paid him to be here for. We didn't pay AC to come here and be a three-point specialist. We didn't pay AC to come here and be a dominant facilitator. We didn't pay AC to come here and be Lonzo Ball. And yet last season, the Chicago Bulls wanted to use him as if he was Lonzo Ball. We put him on Pascal Siakam in the game versus Toronto. We put him on, right, centers and fours the entire season. And we're sitting there talking about, well, why? he, he's, he keeps can't get a stop well i'm sorry he's not a power forward billy donovan literally played this man at power forward for the second half of the season i understand that the numbers would tell you that he's doing a great job yeah he is is doing a great job that's because when he's getting switched on to guards and shooting uh, and and small forwards he's a dominant defender and i think that i look at ac this season if i'm going to give him a grade on anything To me, I give AC a B minus because of everything that did go into it. But I think that you also have to look at it when he was on those other guys, when he was playing those other guys, right? I think he did an excellent job defensively guarding the twos and the threes, guarding point guards. The thing that I loved when we had Pat Bev on this team was when he was able to come off the screen, right? And you're passing it off to Bev, which allows him the opportunity to recover because Bev's able to jump back in. If you had P-Will in the game as well, P-Will's on the back line, right? As he's trying to blow through, as somebody's trying to blow through to get past AC, you're running into P-Will, right? I thought that our help defense was so increasingly better. And that's why we had one of the top defense, the top defense in the NBA in the second half of the season, right? Um, I, I i look at ac on a on a two-fold uh uh um kind of ratings grading system right because i think that billy Donovan like he's done with many of the players here on this team put ac in a lot of bad situations last season put ac in a lot of situations where you look at what the production was on the floor and you say yeah i, I I can see why that didn't go in your favor. You probably shouldn't be guarding Joel Embiid straight up, right? And I know there's switches and things that comes into play, but the problem is we don't have enough players with size and length on this team for them to be able to jump in and actually be able to make plays. The Bulls have to get a an entire overhaul on this roster. And I'll say this, I don't think that the, the answer there is to just throw away players that we know are actually good at something, right? Unless you're able to get a player back in return that you feel like is going to be able to uh, uh, replicate that kind of production. Is there somebody who can replicate the kind of production that AC does give you? Now, listen, on the offensive end, it's minimal, right? I mean, he shot, he shot basically his three-point percentage that he shot for his career. He's a guy that's able to go out there and knock down about 35% of his threes. That's what he's always been. He was that in LA when we loved him, when we wanted him, excuse me, when we wanted him to come to Chicago. He was still that guy, right? He, he's never not been that guy. But for some reason, when he was here, we think that players are just supposed to be able to, oh, well, you play in the NBA, so you should be able to do this. This is a basic thing for NBA. It's not basic. Guys have roles. Alex Caruso's role was to be our lead defender. He was supposed to be our number one defender. He was supposed to be a guy that's not sitting there trying to lock down Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. He should be on the Drew holidays. He should be on, right? And I think that that's the main thing when I look at what the Chicago Bulls issues were this season. People being played out of position was a theme on this team. And so to me, when I look at Alex Caruso, I look at him as a guy who, yeah, listen, offensively, he was atrocious at times this season. And I should you be better in situa- some of the situations he was in? For sure. And I think even he would tell you that. But defensively, when he was actually guarding people who were uh, around his size, right? What's AC? Six, Five, right? and realistically, it's like an NBA 6'5". He's probably more like 6'4". He's out here guarding 6'9", guys, on a consistent basis, just trying to hold his own because we don't have those guys that can do that. P. Will didn't step into being that guy until really the second half of the season. The second half is just after All-Star break. Post-All-Star break is really what we need to be saying on that. It's really like 22 games in the season that we saw these guys start to turn into the best versions of themselves. I, I, to me, the fact that Alex Caruso was able to go out there and just give you the effort on some of those plays should be looked at in a positive way to try and change his game to get in those, uh, become that shooter that the Bulls needed all season. Uh, I, I think that you have to look at that and just say, I, I tip my hat to the guy. It didn't go as well as we wanted it to in the slightest, but I look at his game on the on the court. And and I see why things didn't go in his favor. I mean, literally, we were talking about AC, and we've been talking about this for two years, being Lonzo Ball's replacement. He's not Lonzo Ball. Is he in high, a high IQ defender? Absolutely. But he's not a point guard. He's not the guy that's going to be diming you up to get you open, right? He's the guy that's going to get the steal, run the floor with you, kick it off to you for your playmakers to make plays. That's the other thing, too. Your playmakers have to be able to make plays. How many games are we talking about here where the Bulls are clamping up defensively, which is Alex Caruso's side of the ball that we're supposed to be getting paid on, and we just can't score a freaking bucket? So to me, I don't look at AC and say, this guy's got to go. He's out of here. He's a terrible pickup, right? We, we got to trade this guy. I look at AC and say, if we get players that allow him to play in the right position, very much like I say about Zach Levine, very much like I say about Patrick Williams, if we get players that allow you to play in the right position, you're going to get the best production out of these guys. Lo and behold, we had a point guard at the end of the season. All of a sudden, everybody knows how to play basketball. So to me, I give AC, like I said, a B minus because you have to grade on everything that we saw this season. You have to grade on the moments that he did get cooked by those big men as well, because that's the system that the Chicago Bulls put him in. But realistically, if I'm looking at the time that he spent grading guards, I'm sorry, that he spent guarding guards, that he spent guarding small forwards that are around his size, guys that he's able to manage and keep in front of him defensively, I got to give him high praise on those. I got to give him high praise on those moments, man. Uh, I do want to know how you guys feel, man. Let me know in the comments below. I'll be down there talking with you guys as well. We do also want to tell you guys, though, about another sponsor that we have on the show here. eBay Motors. Shout out to eBay Motors for supporting the Locked On family, man. As we're going to get into this, uh, we also stick around because the Jerry Reinsdorf conversation that is coming up, I really want to pick y'all brain on this. But. For a championship team, it is all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time your parts or accessories or you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part that your part will fit. Or your money back, because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in at the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on eBayMotors.com. Let's ride! eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions due apply I get what Hayes is saying now when he says that feels like a salesman type thing right there that's pretty hilarious right there uh, so here's the question that I have for the chat for the comment section by the way if you haven't done so drop the popcorn emojis y'all know that's what we're doing over here on lockdown Bulls. drop that popcorn if Jerry Reinsdorf had never lucked into Michael Jordan what would he be And the reason that I bring this up isn't even a Chicago Bulls related topic, but the fact that he owns both, I think that it does play into what the Chicago Bulls are. Legitimately, when you look at Jerry Reinsdorf's history of owning a team, he has been one of the cheapest owners. He has been one of the owners that literally will not go into the luxury tax with the one time that they did right it didn't even help him because of injuries that season he has been one of the owners that literally will not invest everything that he can into his teams I know the name of the game is about making money at the end of the day Jerry Reinsdorf paid what 20 was what it two million dollars or 20 million dollars for both teams right and he's worth over two billion right now shout out to you for making great business decisions but here is my issue When you look at what the Chicago Bulls have done over the history of this team since Michael Jordan left, you're talking about a team that's been to one
1: ECF. You're talking about a team that's been to the second round three times. You're talking about a team that
0: can't get out of its own ineptitude and own way on a consistent basis. And people continue to keep their jobs no matter what. Now, the only reason that Gar Foreman has been removed from the organization is because all of a sudden, John Paxson was like, hey, listen, it's finally not working and I'm sick of banging my head against the wall.
1: Just keep me in the organization, let somebody else do it. It's the only reason. And so I ask you, if he didn't luck into Jordan, what is Jerry Reinsdorf really? You want to know how many World or, uh, playoff series the Chicago White Sox have won? Over like the last 50 years? Three. Three. Every single one that they won to get to the World Series. And
0: he doesn't care. He's not worried about what's going on with his team. He's worried about collecting that check. He's not worried about what's actually happening in his organization. He's worried about collecting his check. I just want Bulls fans to understand the owners that we have. This is the man that said it is better to come in second place because hope sells tickets. And I think I speak for every Chicago Bulls fan here when I say I hope that one day the Dorbs
1: get out of owning this team. I know it's not going to happen. But my God, man. The ineptitude around this organization
0: that has continued for 20-plus years. Do you see what's happening in the playoffs
1: right now? You couldn't build a team around Jimmy Butler. Your own GM and president said we can't build a team around that guy. And they got another bite at the apple for years, for years. They couldn't build a team around Zach Levine. At a
0: minimum, AK built the team around Levine in one offseason.
1: He built a team. Is said the best team in the league? No, he built a team. You couldn't build a team around Jimmy Butler. The best you gave Jimmy in his time here was Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo. That was it. ineptitude, and it starts with the
0: leader of the organizations that we are all fans of. If Jerry Reinsdorf never lucked into Michael Jordan, he would be absolutely one of the worst owners in sports history. He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And you want to know what? The, to me, Hall of Fame legacy, it, it, should, be, it should be interchangeable when, when you're still owning things when you're still in the game, when you're still in the trenches, hall of fame for owners should absolutely
1: go to uh, uh, um, like, right? Like after you're done with everything, because yeah, you had one of the best teams in the nineties,
0: but since then we're talking about literally one great player in our history, and every other player since then that has been remotely great, you haven't been able to build a team around.
1: For God's sakes, Derrick Rose's best running mate was Joaquin Noah. And I love these guys. Aldang, Joe Joaquin, I love all of those guys. They are the bulls of my childhood.
0: But the fact that you won't go into the luxury tax, the fact that you allow people to continue with mediocrity because they're selling seats, and then you come out, oh my God, I, re- I remember. I remember when he came out for the White Sox World Series and he said, I would have given an NBA championship just to get one of
1: these. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Because the
0: hope that everything that your team is built off happens from those NBA championships. You don't care about the teams you own. You don't care about your teams winning. You're not upset. You want to know what I get? I'll tell you this right now. The Chicago Bears have been ineptitude for years, right? 20 plus years. Same thing. But the one thing that I do know is that Virginia McCaskey absolutely gets pissed. The one thing I know is that Virginia McCaskey absolutely will step in and say, that's enough. She'll go to her sons and say, hey, listen, I don't know what you got to do, but fix it. We'll move on from general manager. We'll try different things. We'll
1: try to get, at least they're trying. The Chicago Bulls don't even try. The guy that owns our team would rather us come in second place than win it all. Because
0: you know what happens when you win it all? Then you got to make decisions to pay people. And why would we ever want to pay players here? Why would we ever want to give guys top dollar here in Chicago? Why would we want talent to stick around? That's the problem that the Chicago Bulls have here. That's my episode, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love as always. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Oh, that's for the breeze. Uh, (laughs) Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports. We talk Chicago Bulls daily on this channel. We appreciate you guys for showing love every day that you do. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every day. Tomorrow on the show, we will also be breaking down the mailbag as well. We'll be talking about where, uh, listening to you guys, the fans, and talking about about your frustrations, just like I have, on what this team is. Uh, You guys stay
1: safe out there. Appreciate you guys for showing love. See Red Nation. Peace.